everyone. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of Irie Financial. Welcome to another episode of AdBits, where I will be sharing bits of knowledge about self-directed retirement. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of AdBits. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. And on today's episode, I'm going to be chatting about estate tax basics. So I get a lot of questions from clients and also friends and family to say, hey, what's the deal with estate tax? I know you're a lawyer, Adam. And I always say, well, I am, I'm a tax lawyer, but that does not necessarily know, mean I know everything about every facet of the law. So I wanted to do a podcast that just gives you the basics about how the United States estate tax system works. So I wanna spend the next few minutes just going through the basics talking about the marital deduction, the unified credit, and uh, kind of putting it all together. So you have the basic foundation of how the estate tax works. Now for most Americans, they will never ever have to deal with estate tax. Why? Because at least today in 2021, the estate tax unified credit is $11.7 million per person. So if you're married, you have 11.7 times two. Okay, $23.4 million. That means if you die and you have less than $23.4 million and you're married, you're not going to have to worry about estate tax. Now, taking that a step further, there is something known as the unlimited marital deduction. That means if you have a billion dollars and you're married and you die, your billion dollars gets passed to your spouse tax-free. It's only when your spouse dies that the estate tax kicks in, which is generally 11.7 million times two. Okay, so if you are single and die, and you have less than $11.7 million, you will not have to pay any estate tax. That is today, as of 2021, we know the Biden administration has talked about potentially imposing a tax on step-up and basis assets, essentially eliminating the step-up and basis. So that means if you have assets of $5 million and you have a million dollar basis, potentially a $4 million of built-in gain, which potentially could be subject to a high capital gains tax rate. But as of today, September, 2021, there is no step up in basis tax, meaning it's you get that step up in basis at death and there's no potential tax on the built-in gain. So to recap, if you are single and you die with assets under 11.7 million, and that's fair market value, not what you paid for it, you do not have to worry about an estate tax. Generally, the estate tax is approximately 40%, and then states like California and New York will impose a state tax on your assets. Uh, states like in New Jersey as well, and they have different thresholds. But Generally, if you have under 11.7 million and you are single from a federal tax standpoint, you have no estate tax. If you're married, again, you have the 11.7 times two, which is the 23.4. So if you are married and you pass, even if you have a billion or a hundred billion dollars in assets, those pass to your spouse tax-free. It's when your spouse passes, then that unified credit whatever it is on the date of the spouse's death, 
get absorbed. And then if you have assets above that unified credit, which is today 11.7 million times two, right? Because the spouse gets to piggyback off yours as well. Then you do not have any estate tax. So a lot of people don't realize that, that when you die and you're married, there is no estate tax, no matter how big your estate is. Okay. And you don't even use up the unified credit. Um, you don't pay estate tax. So a lot of people aren't aware of that. And that's known as a unified credit. And they assume they owe estate tax from a federal tax standpoint. That's not true. Depending on where you live on a state standpoint, your state may impose some tax depending on how large your state is. But from a federal tax standpoint, you have to, you have the ability to use up your unified uh, tax credit. Now, how do you eat up some of that unified credit? Gifts. So if you make gifts above the $15,000 per individual yearly non-taxable exemption, you will eat into your unified credit. Also, if you use some of that money to um, contribute to a irrevocable trust, you may use up some of that unified credit. So you can give $15,000 gifts to kids, spouses, without eating into the unified credit of the 11.7 million. But if you do a $100,000 gift, that means $85,000 will uh, reduce that unified credit from 11.7 million minus the $85,000 in that example. So again, the unified credit changes. It's gone um, up. It used to be uh, in 2013, I believe it was, it was $5 million um, and it's traveled up. This is kind of the peak. It could easily go back down, which is what people expect down to maybe 3.5 or 5 million. So that's why in 2021, there's a lot of interest in doing estate planning to use up that $11.7 million, eat it up now, contribute it to a irrevocable trust or, or a different type of trust and use it. Okay, because if you don't use it, you'll, you'll lose it, right? If it goes from 11.7 to five, you lost the higher unified credit amount. So again, if you have under, if you're single and you have assets under the 11.7, you're not going to have to pay your, your, your estate won't be subject to the estate tax. If it's over 11.7, it, it could be from a federal standpoint. If you're married, you can pass all your wealth tax-free to your spouse. And then your spouse, um, when, when your spouse passes at that point, your estate will be subject to estate tax. Although the unified credit could be absorbed on the date, um, whatever it is in the year of death. So you generally could aggregate the spouse's unified credit if it wasn't used up and absorb some of that estate tax when the spouse dies. So um, the 40% the federal estate tax is high, obviously, and then when you add the various state taxes on top of it, it go, can travel as high as 50% potentially. But most Americans as of today where the unified credit is $11.7 million, will not have to deal with it, right? So if you take an individual that has $12.7 million, okay, um, that's obviously above the 11.7 million, thus a million dollars will be subject to the estate tax. That again, assumes that they're not married and there's no uh, surviving spouse to leave the uh, funds to. And again, you have to remember that gifts also above the $15,000 level will eat up into the unified credit. Now, as of 2013, I mentioned, um, the, the portability of um, unified credit. And so it allows the surviving spouse to use the first deceased spouse's remaining estate tax exemption in addition to the surviving spouses. So that's a big help. And again, for, for larger states as of today, 
the, the $11.7 million is very attractive. And that's why this is the year to do a lot of really um, valuable estate planning. If you have or potentially believe you're going to have assets worth more uh, than, than 11 or, or actually I should say $23 million if you're married. Now, again, in 2023, 2024, if that unified credit drops to 5 million, then you just lost potential um, 23 minus 10. So potentially $13 million of usable unified credits, you've missed it by not doing any estate planning today and dumping some of those appreciated assets, whether it's uh, business, stock, real estate, things like that into uh, potentially an irrevocable trust or a, a spousal um, trust that you can have it exempt from estate tax. So um, that's kind of it. I wanted to keep it simple. I didn't want to go into generation skipping tax. That's probably a um, podcast topic for another day. Um, but again, the estate tax sounds scary. Most of you, most of us, all of us, uh, not all, but most of us will, will not have to deal with it if the unified credit stays high. It is expected to drop considerably in the next few years, potentially down to three and a half million, but probably around five million. So that means if you have assets over five million, um, and that includes any assets you own from, from stocks to cash to real estate, that even baseball cards, right? That could potentially um, be subject to estate tax. Now, your estate pays the tax, um, and then the money, whatever's left, goes to your heirs. Now, one last thing, I'm just going to keep repeating it because people missed this point. If you are married, doesn't matter what your estate's worth, it will go to your surviving spouse tax-free. The estate tax will only be imposed when your surviving spouse passes. And then if there's any assets above the aggregate unified credit based off portability of the deceased spouse, then that amount will be subject to estate tax and then your heirs will capture those funds. Other countries like Canada have a deemed capital gains on assets subject to certain uh, exemptions like primary residence, things like that. Um, but there's been chatter, as I mentioned, and I've done a number of podcasts on Adam Talks channel about what is in store potentially with the removal of this step up in basis, uh, what that means for uh, estates, not even large estates, right? It could be small businesses on death. There, there potentially be a tax because of the low basis and the high value. Yes, there's been chatter about potentially deferring some of that tax to when the surviving spouse sells the business to a non-family member. But that step up in basis, that valuable step up in basis will be removed. And that's a huge tax planning tool. A lot of real estate investors use the step up in basis. They like doing 1031s. They'll defer tax until they die. And then their heirs will get the appreciated assets at a stepped up basis. Uh, we will see where that goes. But as of today in 2021, it's a, an attractive and important time. If you have assets that you think will be valuable, uh, probably I'd say over $5 million or, or $10 million because of a, if you're married, you'll have the um, dual benefit. You, you probably want to start thinking about doing estate planning. Uh, you have a couple months to try to set up some trusts and move some assets over in order to get the benefit. So um, that's it. Um, just wanted to keep it simple. Remember, you have unlimited marital deductions. You have to remember what the unified credit is. And you should also check out, depending on where you live, what your state does uh, in terms of 
state estate tax and what their threshold is. Certain states have lower thresholds um, than the federal level. So even though you may not owe any federal tax, you potentially could owe state tax uh, on, on death. Um, so just, just check that out. So other than that, I, I hope this was helpful. Hope this kind of in a nutshell explains the U.S. Uh, estate tax uh, from a basic standpoint. Uh, hopefully you guys understand um, that everything passes to a spouse tax-free and it's only when the surviving spouse passes that you need to kind of add up all your assets minus it by the unified credit times two, uh, depending on, on what it is. And then whatever's left over, if anything, would be subject uh, to federal estate tax and also potentially state estate tax, depending on where you live. Um, and also remember, you have a $15,000 uh, gift exemption each year. You can do various gifts to kids to get money to your children without eating into your unified credit. Once you do a gift above uh, the exemption of 15,000 per uh, child, let's say, you would have to um, potentially, you would eat up some percentage of the unified credit. So great time to talk to trust and estate lawyers. This is uh, an important time. So if you, again, just last time, if there's, if you're in a situation where you have appreciated assets that you think could be valuable in the near to late future, you should definitely consider chatting with a trust and estate lawyer and taking advantage of the very high unified credit, which we may not see for some time. Otherwise, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Um, doing a, a number of non-self-directed admin episodes. I uh, got a lot of good feedback, done a bunch on S-Corps for C-Corps, LLCs for partnerships. Um, people uh, seem to enjoy it. Um, it's fun for me. Again, I go back to being a tax attorney, not just a self-directed uh, attorney, but someone who uh, can use my tax background. Hopefully, you know, give you some, some important nuggets of information that will help you and your family um, prepare for retirement and also preserve wealth. So thanks for listening. Uh, really appreciate it and talk to everyone again next week.